It's his wife, Michelle Monaghan. Uh-huh. That lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> She's hot. There She's, is a sex scene I'm in a it. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, really? Sold. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Stupid. Uh, Dawn Spoiler of Justice. Spoiler alert! Yeah, my bad, my bad. Dawn of Justice. Uh, <laughs> let's roll that trailer to get that out of the way. Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the bat vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Ah, I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. You know the oldest lie in America, Senator? That power can be innocent. You're gonna go to war. That son of a bitch brought the war to us. You know you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. Three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. If man won't kill God, the devil will do it. What have you done? Thanks, Jacob. Uh, the synopsis for this movie, I don't have it in front of me, but I can tell you it's about... Uh, no, just let Brandon make it his own synopsis. It's about uh, one superhero who makes a lot of dumb, stupid decisions and fights another superhero who is completely not his character that you know whatsoever. That is... Is that pretty close to what IMDb um, writes about uh, Batman versus Superman? No. <laughs> it should be. It's, uh, here we are. We are Pulp Fliction. I am Raina Rabar. I'm joined, as always, by Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson. The very polarizing Batman versus Superman, actually, excuse me, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. You know, they had to be as pretentious as possible. One more thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's directed by Zack Snyder. There's your first clue. Um, this stars Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, Amy Adams as Lois, Jesse Eisenberg slash Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor, <laughs> Diane Lane as Martha Kent, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, Jeremy Irons as Alfred, Holly Hunter, on and on, big cast. We'll get to that. Let's get to our first overall impressions. I'll say this. This is a polarizing movie. The The critics... Uh, I know on Rotten Tomatoes it's sitting at a 29%. Critics really didn't like this movie. But the fans, at least the DC fans, have like come up in arms defending this movie, saying that the I, I think the funniest things I've been trolling the boards, really been lurking more than posting, because I feel bad for these people, because they're just you know, they're just blind. But they're that saying that... currently ranked one spot above... Psycho on the IMDb list. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about. Just kidding. Oh, okay. That's going to say. <laughs> when it first came out, it was like really, really high once all the fanboys voted, but like it's come down. 
but a lot of the fans really are like saying this is a masterpiece. Critics are just being paid off by Marvel. It's a oh, conspiracy. It is really funny to go it's through and read. Oh everything. yeah, yeah. A lot of them are like in denial about it. That's not all of them. But I this would say will be the end of Rotten Tomatoes forever. Yeah, people are saying things like like the DC fans are saying that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's I it's just funny saw it today though. If someone you regular listeners, all of you, all twenty of you, I <laughs> <laughs> haven't noticed we've been gone for a couple of weeks, so we've had lots of things happening individually. So uh, that would explain that absence. And of course, I've just been delaying, delaying seeing this movie because of what I've heard from the critics. Um, I just have had no. I really had zero desire to see the movie anyway. I was, I'm just. I was excited. I have, to see of, the movie. I have lots of issues with the idea of the movie. Period. So, and then and a lot of it comes down to really Zack Snyder, um, right? And little things like that. So anyway, um, it's interesting to hear some of the stuff that you're saying about the fans, and I haven't heard any of the stuff yet. Yeah, a lot of the. I mean, I, I don't want to lump them all together because some of them are being very, you know, real about it. Like, practical. hey, this sucks. Yeah. yeah, they're being practical about it. But there is, you know, fanboys get passionate and they think that there's a conspiracy against their beloved heroes and so a lot of them are up in arms about these reviews and saying that you know it's a conspiracy from like marvel basically that you know hooking up with the critics and making this happen so let's let's go to overall first impressions uh rachel you haven't said much yet let's let's get your first impressions we'll kind of go around the table and say what we overall thought about then we'll kind of get into it more detailed as always we do spoilers here so be ready for that it was pretty stupid. I mean, it was. And I didn't have high expectations going into it. I would say that it met the expectations that I had walking into the theater. It wasn't a good movie. There were... We'll, we will spend the entire podcast talking about everything that's wrong with it. But I will hit some high points. I thought Ben Affleck was a pretty good Batman, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually. agree. He um, was. I thought that they handled Wonder Woman pretty well. They didn't do much with her, which was probably the best thing they could possibly do for her character at this point. Yeah, because um, if they would have done something with it, they probably would have messed it yeah, up. Well, exactly. They, they took on so, everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So, so I yeah. thought that they they did they successfully did not screw up Wonder Woman. So that was nice. <laughs> um, Easy one to screw up. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically the best things I have to say about it. Let me just say that Lex Luthor is awful and terrible. Just the worst. Just the absolute worst. Was it? Was that? Was that the the low point for you? It was Lex Luthor. It's hard to pick a low point. <laughs> he, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. I'm terrible at this because I want to call Jesse Zuckerberg. Eisenberg. Oh, okay. Uh, want to call him Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was going to call him Jesse Eisenberg, but then I wasn't right because I confused him and Michael Sarah for some reason. Oh, a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I I don't particularly <laughs> like I don't particularly like him anyway. But he was just so bad. Just he was just an awful Lex Luthor. He was a terrible Lex Luthor because he wasn't Lex Luthor. But I'll I'll get into that. That's, uh, there's writing issues, but there's issues with him as well because he just sucks. <laughs> and those are my overall thoughts. All right, Jacob, your your overall impressions of Batman v Superman. <laughs> Yeah, I pretty much thought it was a complete catastrophe. If you ever want to see an example of editing gone bad, this is a good one because there's so many storylines going on. You know, I understand you have a parallel storyline with two superheroes, but that does not mean you have to track the girlfriend, the the mm. mother, the yeah. the Wonder Woman, the the Earth, the what is it, the Daily Planet, mm-hmm. uh, bad guys, like everything. But there's that. <laughs> um, I, I'll I'll say this. Okay, so. I thought the cinematography was good. Yeah, and that's Zack Snyder for you. He's a great right. cinematographer. He's, a like good, he's got a good vision. Yeah. Which, yeah, so he's got a good vision. And, you know, I thought every shot, for the most part, you know, looked pretty outside the last 10 minutes of Doomsday mm-hmm. and all the CGI stuff. I generally, Oh, my gosh. That was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't mind the, the toned-down colors, the grainy kind of looks that he adds to his films. And I don't mind that they're trying that with the Batman vs. Superman movie. But inevitably, I still think it fails because, well, for multiple reasons. I'll just stop there at the moment. Um, I didn't mind Lex Luthor. I just thought it was the completely wrong way to approach the character. Yes. You know, I thought he, get, he went for it. Jesse Eisenberg went for it. But, I mean, to me, I think I just have too much Gene Hackman in my head. Right. And also from, you know, look, I think we should also predicate this part is that Outside of Brandon, 
I don't think Rach and I, I never read the comic books. No, and, I didn't either. And did you? I've, I have, okay, so I have a great knowledge of Marvel Comics. DC, I know the overall, but I never really read the D. I read, picked them up here and there. Yeah. But I don't have a great knowledge of the comics I mean, from I have, DC. Yeah, okay, I have an idea of what those those characters stand for, but that might be because something I learned in previous movies, not right. so much comic books. Yeah. But Lex Luthor has been pretty consistent through the other movies, so I think we have a good idea of who Lex Luthor should be. Well, I understand he's a great businessman. I understand he's a towering figure. I mean, I believe there are some Lex Luthor versions versions where he's kind of I mean I don't know about ripped up but he's you know strong shouldered right. and, yeah. or broad shouldered and has a presence about him and that's why there's just a strange casting with Jesse Eisenberg well so. and, and the way that he was written was so bizarre the like, writing as a crazy was person. awful yeah he, he became a crazy he honestly became almost like the Joker towards the end and there is no explanation whatsoever for how his character transformed from what seems in the beginning to be a fairly well put together smart businessman who kind of has an attitude problem to this bizarre ding 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 at towards the end like he completely lost his mind and gone psycho we saw zero transformation like how did this happen that event was really weird and awkward and yeah it made no sense like we and we have we had no idea what his motivations were for for hating Superman for hating Batman for for anything. He has one throwaway line about his dad kind of beating him or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. We have no idea what his motivations for any of this are. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of maybe is the the Holly Hunter, you know, knocking heads with the with the government because they aren't allowing him to get in and do what he wants to do. That's the only thing. But as far as Superman goes, you know, no, I don't quite get that one especially well whatever um <laughs> i to go along with rage I, I really liked ben affleck he this. was good um i thought he looked golly he got ripped up he did. He got big. yeah he was he was beefy <laughs> and so i think I, that they per- cool to see that version of batman i don't really we've really seen that kind of yeah to see of it. That's well cool. yeah to see batman actually look you know like tough. the character yeah really? look, look like the character and it was nice to see batman with the personality that was yeah. a nice change yeah like, I mean, but but most of his scenes i felt were in anger which we can get into that whole part yeah. of it but as far as the look i mean expectations from ben affleck i liked it i think I, he did what he could yeah. with the yeah. script he had yeah. i thought yeah. he did well with it a lot of these actors kind of were dealing with that because yes. I, I like i've always liked the casting of henry cavill as superman i think he, he looks, looks just like superman should look exactly like yeah. it's the best thing since christopher reeve yeah um i mean he's a great cast i i you know i don't mind um what's amy, adams. From, amy adams for lois yeah. lane and the Wonder Woman thing. She's written pretty you know, poorly, though, too. Right. Lois, Lois has kind of become like this annoying, just kind of screws things up. Like, I don't She She doesn't come off as smart to well, me. The common argument I'm hearing is that everything's reactionary as far as, in yeah. the, instead of what people use their common sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything in yes. this movie in particular is reactionary, but um, I'll just stop there. For me, my overall impression, far and away, the biggest issue, and we've hit on it without directly saying it, it's a script issue. All the issues to me came down to a script. I didn't really necessarily have any problem with any of the actors. I didn't really have a problem. Jesse uh, Eisenberg, though? I did have a problem with him, but again, I think it was the script because he was written so... He but can I do only think play he, Mark Zuckerberg. He did. He's not a and good that's actor. The thing. He has zero range. Yes. I've seen I've him... I've always thought that, too. I've seen him in pretty much everything he's done, and he's always... So maybe that's a casting problem and yes. not so much his fault. Right. They just it, should have like never cast him. cast before. Michael Sarah. he would have played the same thing. Like, it would have been the same only thing. Only slightly less annoying. Right. I mean, you know, when you, when you <laughs> cast this guy, you know what he does, and that's what right. he does. And he's this annoying, kind of sniveling... Like he's not intimidating whatsoever, nope. and you know, and you give him this character that's so poorly written and is so bizarre, and you, you have zero idea why he's doing what he's doing and why he goes psycho. That whole thing was, but the script was the issue, and my issue was like it's like they had zero understanding of these characters and who they were. Like Superman has always been positive, he's upbeat, good. a good. <laughs> pure stood for justice and all those things he was such a sourpuss so down so he had so no dark. personality whatsoever he had anyone smile in this movie that, that, i no. made that comment too everybody only was, when he got in the bathtub was the only time yes. i saw someone laugh it was like here's the deal and like I jesse know that, eisenberg was the only kind of character yes in the movie and and 
And the, you may think that this is just me hating on the Dark Knight, but I really do think the Dark Knight has had a bad effect on Man of Steel and now Batman vs. Superman because it was successful, but it was so dark. And I think that they're like, oh, that's where our money is. People like the dark stuff. So they've completely transformed Superman's character and what made him so great and what made people like him, they're trying to make him dark like Batman. Like So like everything is dark now. And... And I just hate it. Like the, it, like you said, nobody smiled in this movie. The, and they didn't really show Superman doing it. There was a short 30-second montage of him saving a couple people. But that was it. Like, Superman, like, would it kill you to show Superman smile? Would it kill you to show Superman save someone? Right. Would it kill you to show Superman do some good things or say some positive things? I mean, he was saying things the entire movie like, Oh, this world gets to everybody. Oh, um, I'm no good. Nobody's any good. Can't be good in this world. I mean, like, this is not Superman. It's like they had no basic understanding of their heroes. And then Batman, it's like they didn't understand. This is supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Right. Well, that's what separates him. That's, like, really his biggest, you know, asset. The world's greatest detective couldn't figure out that Superman's a good guy. I mean, right. I mean really? Right. I mean, really? That's so ridiculous. Right. His whole thing is he wants to kill <laughs> Superman because he needs to put a stop to him. This dude is saving the world. He's your only hope. And the world's greatest detective can't figure that out. Also couldn't figure out in his research that his, his mom's name is Martha. I figure that's like pretty basic <laughs> stuff to find out. I mean, especially if that's going to make you side up with him, which is my biggest issue with the entire movie. But those are my overall thoughts. I agree. Ben Affleck was good. And Wonder Woman was probably the most exciting thing in the entire movie. And I will say my favorite moment was when we finally saw these three iconic DC characters teaming up yeah. together. When you finally saw them like hook up Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. It was a cool, iconic moment right. in cinema history. So you got that for your Warner Brothers because that's what this whole stupid thing's about. Yes. I mean, could it not have been more forced? No. Oh, it was terribly forced. Yeah. And it was so rushed. Yes. Like, like here is... Here's the difference. DC is trying to make a quick buck. Yes. Marvel set their things up. Like Marvel's The Avengers was like 10 years in the making. You like right. they set all so these it started in 2008. Set, yes, and they set all these different characters up. They had the the eggs at the, you know, the post-credit scenes were like, "Oh, we're moving, we're moving towards this hookup. We're moving towards all these people coming together." And then when the Avengers came out, it was like this such great payoff because they earned that. Right. DC hasn't earned that. It's just like, no. boom, let's throw in everybody. Yeah. Wonder Woman, out of nowhere, shows up. Then you got The Flash, you got Cyborg, you got Aquaman, uh, Aquaman yeah. just in this throwaway scene. Yeah. Like, And then you bring what I think, I'm pretty sure, is Superman's worst villain, right? Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. I mean, that's he, the guy responsible oh, for the death of Superman. I yes. hated that 90s, so right? much. It I mean, like that's that's like okay. So in our, these new X Men movies, Apocalypse is one of their worst enemies. I believe. Yeah. Yes. And so okay, so the third movie, fine, because it gets worse and worse and worse. Right. And, you know, we're building up to Thanos and the Avengers. Right. Yes. And they bring in Doomsday on an, a crazy notion that if you mix uh, Jesse Eisenberg's <laughs> blood with, with, with Zed, Zed, yeah, with Zod, that you, Zod, yeah. that <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Zed's dead. <laughs> that Zod's that dead, you baby. get Doomsday. Yes. That, that the rationality behind and, that makes and no sense. Doomsday. Was Plan B? They yeah. just wanted to have Doomsday around just in case, I guess, in case he yes, didn't just do in case the job. Superman didn't kill Batman, or Batman didn't kill Superman. Right. Let's just make up Doomsday now, just in case we need him. That was the Doomsday thing was so stupid and so it came out of nowhere. Like you said, the way that they created him was so stupid, and they blew their their load. And the last 15 minutes of the first movie, it really reminded me of Spider-Man Three, where Venom was like. Spider-Man's most iconic villain, and he was a throwaway villain in the last Ugh. 15 minutes of Spider-Man 3. That's what they did to one Doomsday. The, one of the coolest villains of all time. Yes, that's a good example. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they did to Doomsday. And then Doomsday looked horrible. The, uh, the entire movie was soaked in, like, realistic, like, you know, Yeah, I thought they did real. pretty well up into Doomsday. And then Doomsday, it was like you're it's watching awful. this. I mean, it was all so CGI heavy and not done in a realistic way no. whatsoever. It was terrible. The whole Doomsday thing was was awful. The only good thing about Doomsday was that's when Wonder Woman got to shine. That was cool. I mean, yeah, but it was dumb. Well, and and, 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 and one thing on that to just is that they spoiled that in the trailer. 
Yes. So when Doomsday, one, we knew Doomsday was going to show up. We knew Wonder Woman was going to show up. Like I had no anticipation of really right. anything yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing I was kind of looking forward to was seeing how Ben Affleck would do. And he was good. And he, and he delivered. He was the highlight. But like, you know, I'm not watching trailers anymore, so I hadn't seen most of it. I think actually, I think the Doomsday was the last full trailer like that that I've seen where I knew something that major was coming. What a yeah. terrible mistake on oh, the part to do that. Mistake. Especially since it comes in the end of the movie, so it's supposed to be kind of like a oh whoa doomsday. Yeah. Oh, you mix Mark Zuckerberg's blood with Michael Shan, you get doomsday. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That was, so, that, that was so dumb. Let me back up a second. Let me ask, what are y'all's opinion of Zack Snyder? Uh, I mean, I always thought three hundred was severely overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, here's my thing: he makes really pretty looking movies. For the average moviegoer. I think, I think that's the perfect way to say it. Yeah. yeah. I think that, like, because audiences were floored by 300. I mean, 300 was a pretty dumb movie. Like, it was a pretty mindless movie, but it sure looked cool. And from what I understand, it followed the book pretty close, the graphic novel. Right. I can tell you, because I've read Watchmen, that he nails that book outside of the last... 10 minutes of the movie yeah. that it's completely different ending than the book. Other than that, I mean, it's almost frame for frame and for which I commend him, but that's the thing. Like it looks good, but his storytelling isn't yes. great. And he's boys. He transferred that over. Yes. I mean, really? I think I'm starting to conclude that Zack Snyder is a pretty version of Michael Bay movie. That's a, yeah. yes, that's exactly. a good way of saying it. Yes. He's like yep. a more skilled Michael Bay and yeah. he's only skilled in the area of how Cinematography. pretty his movie is. Yeah. 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 And uh, Rachel and I have talked about this. I mean, the murder is out of control. Like in these, like Holy shit. his movies are so <laughs> soaked in violence. I mean, you can't take kids to see this. These no. movies, no. You can't that's, a, that's a, this, actually one of my biggest uh, disappointments or frustrations with this movie is that you took two iconic characters, yeah. and really, you've not allowed children to go see it. You can't. Yeah. Kids cannot see this movie. I I would love my my nephews. Unfortunately, love Batman. One of them does. And uh, but he can't go see this movie. There's he's eight years old. Yeah. He can't see his my my sister won't allow him to see this movie. I'm sure. I uh, I had to do some research. Oh, I didn't have to do research. From what I've known from Batman for 20 years, you know, I was watching this movie and I was like, I'm pretty sure Batman refuses to pick up guns. Yeah, and, he doesn't yeah. use and guns. Granted, yeah, one was a dream sequence, but still, but no, that was always a big, a big deal. Sequences were so stupid. Um, yeah, that's a really. Stupid. But when Batman stabs that guy with a knife, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty positive he's a he's one of those vigilantes that refuses to kill anyone either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could not believe the death toll in this movie's on for both him and Superman. Yeah, the death toll is out of control, and this is not the. Was this, this Zack Snyder's like big f you after Man of Steel when he when Superman killed people without really thinking about it? Was and, this and like fans went oh nuts f about you? It. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna let him kill at will now. Both of them. Seriously, because he got a lot of flack for he that. Did. Like, fans were and really he, upset about it. And then he reminds people of it almost immediately in this movie. Like <laughs> instead <laughs> well, of trying to make scene. up for a for something that wasn't great. He like throws it right in your face, like okay, I did that and I'm sticking with it, and now I'm just going to raise the death toll to be like, yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yes. that's actually one thing I appreciate about this movie from Man of Steel because I wasn't a fan of Man of Steel. I don't think any of us here were. No. My biggest problem with Man of Steel is how they just blew apart Metropolis and there's no account for the bodies and yeah. whatever. Right. And they do address it, which I thought was a very nice sequence in the very beginning of this movie. I thought it was kind of cool how you see the human reaction to all the destruction being going on. Right. Of course, like I said, this movie had been out for two weeks and I knew that it was going to be bad. So I was just waiting for it to get worse. But I did appreciate that they did address that a little bit. But ultimately, you're right, because Zack Snyder... I think he just kind of remembered some of that stuff and was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do what I well, want to do. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. If they would have showed that destroying and destroying then... characters that it mean a lot to. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, and this happened in the very beginning too. Did you know that Jimmy Olsen, an iconic Superman character that works yeah, for the Daily Planet, I saw that. was killed in the beginning? Did well, you know that he, his character, that whole part in the Middle East, which was stupid anyway, they never explained how that was a frame job on Superman and how he was blamed for all that whole thing was such a dumb subplot i assumed it was jimmy i didn't really i didn't couldn't come up with his name quick enough but yeah that was but, jimmy olsen I mean, an iconic yeah, superman the, the character he always follows around lois lane right yeah and yep. uh he was blown away in the first two minutes of the movie yeah 
And as far as I know, fans were like, oh, like Jimmy, o- like this was somebody they were really excited to see. Yeah. Because it's a big supporting character. And yeah. they just killed him without even mentioning who he was or. Yeah, they never even I, said his name. You had to s- worry about them following. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they only his name is in the credits, but they don't actually yeah. say his name. Again, it's like a big F you from, from Zack Snyder. And and Zack Snyder's movies, I mean, they're kind of drenched in violence and murder anyways. And, like, it's it's transfer. The problem is he's in charge of the whole DC universe. He's in charge of the Justice League. So everything that we're going to see, you know, their version of the Avengers, they've kind of forged this path. I don't know that they can take it back. They've like soaked all their movies. No. Well, it doesn't it seem like he wants to could... take it back. I, I think but, I think they've ruined these characters for I a long time, and yeah. I don't they, they, like the Fantastic Four. Are really in in some ways kind of like some of the Spider Man stuff. I don't know how they're going to recover from this. They they've completely uh, let's see gone back fifteen years from all the work that Christopher Nolan did with the Batman movies. Now I know that you're not a big fan, but they're still good movies. They're d- really well done, and you know, yeah, there's the the percentage that doesn't care for the, the, for Batman and, you know, Christian Bale, but for the fans like me, I mean, they've completely set back Batman and, you know, Superman already has had problems for 30 years, really since the yeah. second Superman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do like Henry Cavill in this, but Zack Snyder's not the answer. No. And they, they're destroying it as bad as the Batmans were in the mid nineties. Yeah. And, and they're, they're the biggest problem is, they don't have a basic understanding of their superheroes and why people like them, and they're taking all the positives out of them. Well, like, what, they're what? taking big names and doing whatever they want with them. Yeah, well, that's it. Ter- that's simply it. Like they can just and just change. Like if you want to turn around and make Wolverine a sex addict or something, they're yeah. just doing that at will because exactly. they yeah, can. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they, they own this property. <laughs> and they're going to do whatever they want with it. Yeah, it's been terrible. Next time they shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy. Tell me. Do you bleed? I do want to talk about specifically the resolution of the... Okay, this is a movie called Batman vs. Superman. I think everybody was waiting for the big fight scene, which is ridiculous anyways, you know, because Superman, if he wanted to, would kill Batman with half a punch. I mean, it would be over. Superman went into this fight not wanting to fight. If he wanted to, it would be over. But, of course, to make it fair, Superman has to not want to fight, and then Batman has to have all his kryptonite, kryptonite and things like that booby traps yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so what did you guys think of the fight and then we'll talk about what i thought was the dumbest one of the <laughs> dumbest moments i've seen in a movie probably in the last 10 years i thought i thought the fight was fine i mean gosh dang it i mean you kind of expected batman to win because of what you just said superman yes. beats batman every way sideways oh, yeah. i mean yeah. There's just no. It's just. It's a stupid fight. It's exactly. to begin with. Exactly. I it's mean, like it's like watching going into a movie called Pee Wee Herman versus Hulk Hogan. I mean, it's stupid. I mean, yeah. it's dumb. Uh, you can't really justify it outside of the comic book fan and what DC Comics created with two great, you know, heroes that are one's an alien and the other one is a uh, just a regular old vigilante. One is the most powerful superhero that's but, ever been created, yes. and one is the only superhero that has zero powers. Right. I mean, right. I mean it's the the most which is why people always like uh, always liked him because he, you know, there's the possibility that it could be a character who's just a smart detective and right. has cool gadgets and things like that. But when you put them head to head, it's just it's just ridiculous. Right. Anyway, so okay, so the booby traps, you know, that was kind of cool, and really when he shot the uh, the first um, kryptonite kryptonite bomb, bomb like, like and smoke it, bomb, or and he caught it, and I was like, oh, that was cool, and then it that, exploded. I was like, all right, that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, and I guess it weakened him enough to beat him up, and then he got out of it, and he had to do it again, and yes. he got out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, basically, when he was punching Ben Affleck through walls, I was like, that's it. Exactly, That's, but he was in like a in like an Iron Man type suit. That was another well, issue I had. When did Batman become no, Iron Man? I believe there is a comic book series where he has a big Batman suit like that. A big, basically, a, an a, Iron a Man suit. tank suit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
So I'll but, give them that, but I mean, I mean, come on, Superman just peel that layer off like it was. Yeah, a, yeah, you know, like, yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely could. <laughs> yeah, my issue, I couldn't enjoy any of the fight because I just kept thinking about how illogical it was. Okay, yeah. so like you throw the kryptonite bomb, cool. Now you have like the blade. Stab him now. Like, why did you go hide the blade somewhere way off where you have to keep leading him through all these different booby traps? Like, you hit him with one, now you kill him. Like, that's... yeah. Why would you be like, oh, we're going to run around some more and then I'm going to hit him with another booby trap and then I'll go get this stick thing from, like, hidden way somewhere else. Just so we can have five minutes of action sequence. Right. And And why would you make it... A spear, anyway. It's like you had to come up close to. Like, why not make it like a bow and arrow right. or a gun or something? Like, if you're really wanting, his objective was to. Because we know that Batman likes to kill now, and so you know his objective. <laughs> and it also bothered me that that Superman was like, "Hey, I need to talk to you, bro." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna kill you." And he's like, "Wait, I need no, I'm gonna kill you." I'm like, oh, just listen to what he has to say. Yes, that was so stupid. And again, this is supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and he's supposed to have the greatest intuition. And he's supposed when, to be a good guy. And he's supposed to be a good guy. When Superman shows up, he's like, "Hey, man, really need to talk," and he's just like, "No, kill, kill, kill." It was so stupid. Dumb. And then the ultimate, the dumbest thing in the world. He's got him down, of course. He's about to put the kryptonite spear into his chest. And he says, save Martha. And why are you saying that name? How do you know that name? What's up with that name? And so, and then Lois, of course, last second comes in and explains, you know. It's his mother. Yeah, Yeah. it's his mother, (laughs) you know, coming in just the right time. And Batman literally does not kill Superman because... Their moms have the same. First Doesn't name. just not kill that him. Was, becomes BFFs yeah, with him immediately. Yeah. No, the, like no other. Nothing else was talked about. Like, oh, I thought you were going to destroy the world. Let's talk about that. Your and real solve issue the with issues me. here. I went from I was going to kill you because you, I thought you were going to destroy the world to now we were best friends and I'm going to go save your mom. No, bro, I'm going to save your mom. And then I tell your mom, I'm a friend of your son. And I completely trust you to save my mom now because yeah. we're BFFs. Because her name's so Martha. Di- You'll take care the, of her. The, the issues were not resolved. <laughs> and also, P.S., Who's if, if my, my mom's name is Lillian, and if somebody's about to kill me, I want to say, save Lillian. I would say, save my mom. Who says the mom's first name? That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, that's so stupid. The Martha, whole Martha, thing, Martha. <laughs> the whole thing, like, it completely took me out of the movie because it was so It was one of the dumbest moments in a movie I've seen I in a long, I may have literally facepalmed at that. That was the dumbest thing ever. I was laughing. Ever. I was yeah. laughing. It was, yes. Definitely during the Doomsday stuff, but I, that's just kind of where I get when it hits those points. Yes. Yeah, you just, you have to laugh because it's so stupid. Because it's so bad. Think yeah. of how easy world peace would be. If people just had the same names, yeah, their moms had the same names. Yeah, like if George Bush and Saddam Hussein's mom's name were the right. same. Right, could have been BFS. It would have changed history, just like it changed the entire DC universe. Martha yes. Hussein. Okay, <laughs> that was so, and it was so heavy-handed. By the way, we had to see. Oh, by the way, it was nice to have to see Batman's parents die again at the beginning of this. Movie Why? Seen... Why do we need to see Batman's parents yeah. die? Well, they didn't every do it too Batman bad, but I was movie. at first kind of like, "Are we going to do an?" Origins here. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, but yeah, I know. I mean, it but was the brief. Reason that you know, we're going to get it with Spider Man 2, probably. It was heavy hand. The reason that they did it was to set the to- that her name was Martha because that sequence ended with him saying Martha. Uh, right. But whatever. Can we also address the fact that Batman hates Superman because he's killing people? And then all of a sudden, Batman's like branding people and sending them to prison to be beat to death. Yes, yeah. that was insane. Too. Not, that's not a double standard or anything. That that's was totally a, fine, I guess. Yeah, that was nuts. So yeah, he stupid. was basically it was like a death sentence because he knew that these people were going to get beat once they get to prison because yes, like of the a brain. brutal beat to death. Like yeah. this isn't like oh they're just going to get shot. Like they're getting beat to death. It's the most gruesome way yes. to kill a person. Yeah. And I just keep coming back to the fact that he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. That is like his moniker. That's what every Batman fanboy proclaims. And he could not figure out that Superman's a good guy. That just blows me away. I will say the gadgets he used, especially in that one fight sequence, which was the only good fight sequence in the movie. It was. Which was like a, well, whatever, like a version of the raid. But that was pretty yeah. cool. It was, it was 
in my opinion, it's one of the best Batman fight sequences I recall ever even seeing. Yeah. Because he was using all the gadgets that we know we know him for using. So that was kind of fun to watch. But um, you know, whatever. Just trying to throw something positive in there because <laughs> there's so much more negative. <laughs> and let me go. I made a few notes. I just want to go over real quick. That's my way of do of uh, opposing your. Being his smart detective. I said, oh, he's got some more gadgets. Oh, he's got some gadgets <laughs> that Alfred made. Uh, the, they never explain whatsoever how Lex figures out that Superman is Clark. Not even talked about. Never went into that. They never explained how Superman figure out, figures out that Batman is Bruce Wayne, which I also think is hilarious. Apparently, did Batman ever figure out that he was Clark Kent? I don't, I don't think he think did. Either one, or either did, either one of them did. No, no, no. I think that Superman figured out that he was Bruce Wayne because he, yeah, he did. He, he said his name. Oh. Superman called him Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne, the world's greatest detective, who <laughs> met Clark Kent face to face, who only had glasses on, that was different than Superman. Never figured out that he was uh, Clark Kent. I but, mean, I assume this all happened. I mean, just because of what they gave us to work with. <laughs> It was so ridiculous, but I, I don't know how they never explained how all that, ha- like how they figured out who was who. They never even went into it. So what uh, do you think about the the dream sequences? Stupid. Uh, they were so, weird, weren't they? Yeah. Like, the dream- was- Didn't he have a dream sequence within a dream sequence at yes, some he did. point? Yes. Yes. Just, oh, I woke up. Oh, I woke up again. <laughs> like. I, I well, actually, that that's stupid. the one where yes. he wakes up with the bugs that look like they're from uh, Attack of the Clones, but they're all black. <laughs> and he wakes up, and then he's got, I believe, Robin is yelling at him to whatever. It's actually hey. the Flash. Yeah, I read it was Oh, the that's Flash, the Flash. Too. Yeah. Okay. But again, that wasn't explained. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I, think it's I Robin. looked it up. It's the Flash. I looked it up. Okay. Well, I think it's Robin. Okay. <laughs> because, and here's my reasons why. One... There's the the no point of showing Robin's uh, costume in this movie. They just wanted to do it to show it that because I don't know you you probably know about the history of the three. There's three different Robins in the right, DC yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. want to spoil too much of that. It's been assumed that Joker killed Robin, and that's why there's a flashback of him saying whatever he's even saying. I can't even understand him. I just don't. I think the whole thing was well, pointless. It really served no purpose. Just they to didn't. put one more thing into this story. Yeah, the dream sequences were and, and really a lot of it was like apocalyptic. Com- I mean, was he foreseeing something? Yeah. Like, the, why is he having futuristic dreams of, of the world going, of the world dying? Yeah. Like, is, is Superman li- or is Batman like prophetic now? Like, is he like seeing into the future? Like, it didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for his character. It was overly confusing. Like, it just confused things in the movie when they're already thrown a ton of things at us didn't make any sense now apparently they did show robin's outfit that was the one that like that the joker, the joker had written, written, on. written on it, ha, yeah. ha, ha, right whatever on. that's why i think it was robin um, but i not to the mention flash the guy too. you know when we saw the the flash character when wonder woman came across that on the, Ezra on the desktop the one who's gonna play him the kid <laughs> oh really because i didn't think they'd even wallflower. casted them yeah the kid from person from being a wallflower Oh, yeah, it was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, see, that didn't look anything like him when it was the dream sequence. Not to mention, he had facial hair when he was in that uh, drugstore, when he was in the convenience store, and he didn't have facial hair when he was in the dream sequence. I'm looking at that. I mean, yeah, that's true. What I read was that it was The Flash. But I'm I'm pretty sure nobody knows what's going on with this movie at any point. So (laughs) So whatever. Yeah. I'd never even heard of Cyborg. I had to look that up. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they're ignoring Green Lantern. and it, I mean, because he's a big part of the Justice League. And I, I mean, I assume that we're going to get a Green Lantern movie again. I don't know. I don't know if probably, they want to stay away I from that. I have seen it come up a little bit in, in some of the YouTube videos I watched. But, I mean, it definitely wasn't in this movie, thank God, because I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, overall, we'd, we'd give Batman or Superman about B. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other points? I'm looking over. Uh, the, there's there's so many things that were wrong. That, that was my main. I, I think I've mostly covered. Do you have anything else good? That mm. Here's an example of bad editing that I kind of didn't get back to from earlier. But like, for instance, Batman is, or uh, Bruce Wayne is sitting next to Gal Gasol or whatever her last name is. Uh, Godot. Godot. Yeah. Uh, at his funeral and you know he puts it on himself and whatever and he's like well we need to find the rest of these people because we're gonna need their help and she's like well 
you know, oh, yeah. why do you say that? And he's like, oh, I just had this feeling. I thought that was so cheap. Oh, it was really cheap. And uh, just, I just had this feeling. You know, yeah. right, that bothered me. So it flashes yes, forward cheap. to him going to Jesse Eisenberg and, you know, punching the wall. And then it flashes back to Lois Lane throwing dirt for yeah. a second time yeah. Yeah. on his, on his yeah. you know, his um, coffin. Yeah. yeah, his coffin. That's bad editing. That's yeah. terrible that storytelling. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. an example of just visually how to mess things up. Well, the reason they did it is they wanted definitely to end on the scene with the with the dirt with rising the dirt up rising. a little bit. But they had to have that scene forward. Right. So that it was bad editing. It's like they didn't know what to do. They, they did that so, so much throughout this movie. Yeah. That's the best example I can think of. But yeah, it, no, that's, it, it that's drove me call. insane because we'd, we'd be in an action sequence and then it'd be a calm. And we'd, we'd go back to you know some fast pace you know whatever and yeah. then go back to i don't know lex luther yeah. uh whatever and then we i don't know then it'd show wonder woman looking at all the clips and yeah we'd go back i mean it was yeah all over the place this movie doesn't know what it wants to be yeah outside of using names to make money and you know how we even talked about the sales it did because it did i believe was a number eight opening a Friday opening of all right. time, but by Sunday it was down it like forty percent. It was something. the biggest Friday to Sunday drop of all time. Something like one of the biggest drops of all time for Friday. So already word of mouth had spread, and then its second weekend was a humongous drop, awesome. like a huge drop. Its second weekend, you know, I feel bad for Ben Affleck throughout this. Have you guys seen the the video of him like? No. Uh, him and Henry Cavill were being interviewed by, you know, as a press junket or whatever. And somebody, the interviewer mentioned the bad reviews. And Ben Affleck just kind of spaces off and he looks really sad. And Henry Cavill is answering. And, of course, it's become this big meme or whatever. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, no. I saw it. Uh, it's, it's really pretty funny. Right. But it kind of looks like he's just, like, downtrodden about the battery. But, here, but here, I here. am glad. I think that a recurring theme throughout every review is pretty much what we said Ben Affleck is a good Batman, so he kind of comes away unscathed, which I'm happy right. about. Yeah, he me doesn't too. Deserve it. Well, and Wonder Woman was good. He's, he's spent a lot are... of years trying to rebuild his career, yes. and I think he's done a good job of it since Hollywoodland. Yes. Uh, and obviously in his direct, directing yeah, team. His now, he good. is going to be writing the next Batman movie. Which will be better. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, Is Zack Snyder directing it? I don't. I hope not. Ben Affleck should direct it. Yeah, he would I, be a yeah. better director. Agreed. I have one more issue that I want to bring up. Do and it. And it's a pretty big deal. The fact that Batman did not need to be the one with the kryptonite spear to run it into Doomsday. That was, yes. Yeah, that Batman could have done it. Wonder Woman definitely could have done it. You I mean, Superman. Like, the, yeah, ba- Superman didn't need to be yes, the one. Yes, that's that, what yeah. I meant. Yeah. He's the only one that is affected by, by kryptonite, kryptonite other than Doomsday. Why not give it, okay, like Batman, he's just a dude. Okay, yeah. so give it to but Wonder Woman. Give it to Wonder Woman. Woman. Yes. It's not going to slow her down at all. Yes. yes. She's carrying the team anyway. So yes, she was. He, he sacrificed himself for no reason that, whatsoever, yes. which was my biggest problem with the Dark Knight yes is that there was no reason for him to yes. take the blame for things just like there was no reason for Superman to be the one that has to take down Doomsday I completely agreed that was so stupid it was so it illogical it, it, was, it was so illogical well, basically Superman died Superman right. died for nothing yeah it could have absolutely no reason been whatsoever. Wonder Woman all he had to she had to do is just get him in the chest like yeah Superman and she would have been at full strength she could have done it yes that bothered me to no end that was really really dumb DC is obsessed for some reason with their hero sacrifice when they don't need to. I mean, <laughs> like, it's true. Like it's emotionally manipulative, is what it yes, is, and that's and what it, makes it matter than anything. And it else. set this whole thing up. The whole thing with Superman dying was stupid, anyways, because we all know he's coming back. It was not. I mean, this is dumb. Like, why make us go through this? It's we know he's right. coming back, so why kill? Well, him hell, he survived place? a nuclear uh, missile. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Why not survive a, yeah. a pierced chest? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's so stupid. That nuclear bomb thing made no sense. No, that no. Was, oh, and that was another that happened like that. It went from they were fighting in space to like president. They're in space. Send the nukes. Okay, boom. Like it was like that. It happened. It was the quickest nuclear b- bomb decision. Yes, ever. it was. It, it was. happened. I mean, it was instantaneous. <laughs> Send the effing nukes right now. Like no, no talk whatsoever. And the one guy's like, "I disagree." Well, we disagree with you. Yeah. Send them out. <laughs> yes, yes. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that was nuts. And the entire movie, they couldn't make up their mind whether Superman was a good guy or bad. Like the government and people as a whole. 
they were like bipolar on whether or Superman was good or not. Like they'd have these vigils for him. They just don't know what to do with Superman. They don't know how to treat this character. Yes, the writers and I don't have him in front of me. They don't know how to treat him. No, No. they don't. They absolutely do not. Butchering, you know, like I said, some of the most classic heroes of all time. Yes, they are. Or modern day, anyway. Whatever. (sighs) Oh, we haven't even mentioned the whole bomb going off. The 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 piss in a jar. Holly Hunter sees the piss in a jar. And then the the whole Senate blows up. Nobody right. questions it, that he's got. Everybody knows that the guy was carrying the bomb in his chair. There's no question about that. But nobody questions the fact that Lex Luthor gave him that chair. <laughs> Let's not put that together. Yeah. It's probably Superman's fault, even though he showed up. Yeah, and well, there would be no reason for him to show up if he was just going to kill everybody. Like, yeah. it's just, just stupid. It's all stupid. The whole thing was was pretty ridiculous. I actually like it less after talking about it. Yeah, speaking of Scoot McNary, when I brought him up last week on our underrated actors, and he oh, shows yeah. up in this movie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What's his name in real life? Scoot McNary. Scoot McNary, that's right. Uh, anyway. And he was fine for what he was, but uh, again, his character... I was actually really do... disappointed because I think he's a good actor, and he just didn't do, really do anything. Yeah, well, but again, it was the script. I was going to say, look at the script. But you... keep an eye out for him and the future guys, because I think he's got potential. At yeah. least as a, at least as a yeah. co-star. Yeah. And luckily, he's out of this universe forever. Yeah, he got out of <laughs> it's it. It's good for his career. He got paid. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That is Pulp Fiction on uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. See it at your own own peril. Okay, so what have we been watching lately? Jacob, we haven't had a show in a couple weeks. What have you been watching? Yeah, I'm going to keep it pretty simple, but there are... <laughs> okay, Daredevil Season 2. Have y'all started watching it yet since I, I texted you? Yet. I, I haven't even watch watched it. the first season, so I especially no. want to watch it now that I know about the Punisher and, and I didn't John want to spoil Bernthal. it for you because I did not know the Punisher was going to be. I didn't in either. It. Thanks, Brandon. And, oh, my bad. And I think that ha- that effect on me, I was so jacked watching John Bernthal, who you know I first noticed in Walking Dead. I thought he was okay, but I didn't like The Walking Dead, so I didn't you know whatever. But I've seen him in a couple of movies since then, and this he's guy's pretty, growing he, on me. Yeah, he's a pretty solid he actor. He is great in Daredevil. In fact, there's some really cool dialogue expe- exchange, especially, I believe, in the third episode. Mm-hmm. When they're on the rooftop together, you'll know it when you see it. Really, really cool dialogue exchange. He brings a whole other level of acting that this show really needs. Yeah. Because I think its biggest problem is kind of like the dialogue. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of cheesy. It certainly isn't the directing and the um, the fighting sequences. Oh, yeah. The they direct that really, really really well yeah um but sometimes you know between foggy or i think charlie cox is the character the actor that plays daredevil right really almost all the characters they just kind of it just you know it's a comic book that they've drawn to a tv series so but you know they did they did a great job with jessica jones so i think that was the problem with the first season why it turned a lot of people off this season however a lot more action a lot more characters that are being in there uh john Bernthal. Bernthal. I almost said, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, he's awesome. And I, I've, I've been really impressed and pleasantly surprised because I kind of was bored by the end of the first season. So great, great um, you know, way to pick up. Yeah, I, I've always liked the Punisher character anyways, and I like John Bernthal. He was one of the best actors that's been on The Walking Dead. And uh, he's done a lot of movies, like, you know, bit pieces and movies since then. And, and he's he's a solid actor. And from what I've read from fans, they say that far and away he's the best Punisher there's there's been. There's a lot about the Punisher that I didn't know. In fact, I didn't know he had a deep history with Daredevil. See, they're both vigilantes, and one stands for Biden by the law, doesn't kill anyone. That's Daredevil, whereas the Punisher... He takes a law into his own hands, and he tries to get rid of the villains by just killing them mercilessly. Right. So, like Batman, he's basically uh, Batman well, now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And so that's been a really cool, just the battle of how they how they feel about it. And that's actually some of the rooftop exchange. It's like well, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. But it's a lot better written than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really good. And so if you if you weren't sure you felt about the first season, second season, especially the first four episodes. I mean, it's still getting good. I, I've got about three or four left. Worth watching. That's cool. We need to watch that. Yep. Um, this is totally random, but like I'm kind of a historical buff, and so I've been watching Ken Burns' Civil War on Netflix. And if you're any kind of a history hound, this is supposedly is the best-selling documentary of all time. It ran. It started in 1990, and it's 11-part series. And if you know much about Ken Burns, the guy's probably one of the, I don't know. One of the top documentary filmmakers there is there you go and and what he usually just does historical things mostly deal with america and whatnot whether it's baseball yeah um you know anyway so 
uh, it's been really kind of cool to learn a lot about the Civil War. So as a result, I watched the movie Gettysburg that came out in um, 1993, I think, Mm -hmm. which would have been, yeah, 93, which would have been, oh, four years after Glory, which I consider to be the best Civil War movie of all time. I love Glory. I could watch Glory right now. Yeah, but Gettysburg stars Tom Berenger, Martin Sheen, Stephen Lang, which I was surprised about because I just don't see him very much. Yeah. Uh, And then also um, Jeff Daniels. Which is an underrated actor. Uh, Definitely. And um, it was good. Actually, from watching the documentary first and checking out Gettysburg, it follows the sequence of events. I mean, dead on. They do it no disrespect. It was supposed to be a two-part series that got canceled on ABC, I believe. So uh, Ted Turner picked it up, and they turned it in, and they just kept it into one full four-hour movie. It is a long movie. Yeah. So I give it the pass that it was supposed to be a two-part series that they decided not to cut up, but it's too long. It's just right. too long. Right. Um, but as far as history goes, if you like that sort of thing, definitely we're checking out. Really, really, especially the documentary. That was right. that was really, it's been really cool to watch. Lastly, and y'all are going to have to help me describe this movie, or I'll, I'll read what IMDb says, but I watched Synecdoche, New York, yeah. which is uh, Charlie Kaufman's uh, uh, written screenplay. It's mm-hmm. also his first directed movie. And it, IMDb says a theater director struggles with his work and the women in his life <laughs> as he creates a life-size replica of New York City inside a warehouse as part of his new play. Now, if you don't know anything about Charlie Kaufman or Synecdoche, New York, uh, from impressions I got from Rach, and I completely can see it, this is like the probably one of the most pretentious movies I've ever seen. Uh, absolutely yeah, pretentious. It was. Um, yeah. But I still really liked it, and I yeah. don't know why. I mean, I know why because it addresses some really interesting ideas, uh, theology. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie Kaufman has a way of taking a movie into a whole other direction that you just never see coming. Yeah. And that's why it's really kind of hard to explain this movie because it's, you know, it stars Philip Seymour Hoffman, who begins, in the, you know, in the beginning of the movie, he's, he's a, a younger man who, you know, is going through, a, a, I guess, a divorce eventually with his wife. And then he just kind of moves from woman to woman to woman. And then as a, I guess, a play director, <laughs> this is tough, uh, he's starting to just write really his own life. But then he's writing characters around him into his play. Yes. And then those characters actually replace him in real life yeah. for him just to monitor with someone who, I mean, it's one of the most it's twist, twisty, yeah. trivial uh, things I've, I've ever watched. And I'm going to have to do a lot more reading on it to really quite grasp, if I can, what uh, it's about. I would say if anybody just watches it once and tells you they know what it's all about, they're a liar. Because it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bizarre, confusing, smart, pretentious, good movie. Like, it's all those things. And I, I liked it, too. But I didn't fully fully understand i mean you get the gist of it yeah i, mean, the I like the of idea about. of it i mean it's it's it, parts of it are really kind of cool yeah but have you seen it more than once no Rachel? no i haven't okay so you're are you kind of the same boat like yeah i mean you i feel like you had a no i definitely grasp? i definitely don't have a full grasp of what yeah. happened i just generally understood what went on right was there anything i missed in trying to describe the plot i thought you did better than i could have yeah <laughs> i think that sure. was really that was a Really good way to describe it. It's, Which I'm sure anyone listening is like, what did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it's like watching the movie, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. I mean, I mean <laughs> it, it is. It certainly approaches some interesting ideas. It's directed really well. And I've, I've always been a fan of Charlie Kaufman, especially of Eternal Sunshine on the Spot this morning, yeah. and Adaptation, and being John Malkovich. Yeah. I think he's a really, really interesting writer. And he always hits on things that i don't think many writers can, right. can do well especially for for film that right. is and i'll say this i think that as opposed to a guy like david lynch who i think sometimes is pretentious and weird just for the sake of being pretentious and weird a without a point yeah i think that kaufman's films have a point like even if i didn't get everything in synecdoche new york I feel like there was a reason behind it or like, oh, if I just dug into it more, I would get it or I would. You maybe had a little bit of even closure. Right. Something. Yeah. Whereas with Lynch, I'm like, dude, you're just throwing crap on yeah, the wall dude. and seeing what sticks. I really feel like. <laughs> like, like I feel like that I, about Mulholland Drive. Yes. Like Mulholland yeah. Drive. And like, I mean, I know that there are people who like swear by Mulholland Drive, say it's the greatest movie. I'm like, dude. 
you don't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> like I just, I mean, really, I'm still trying I, to figure I don't out what Lynch happened. Lynch knows what really yeah. fully happened in Mulholland Drive. I think sometimes they're just weird for weird sake, pretentious for pretentious sake. But I don't feel like Kaufman is that way. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. there you go, Rachel. I haven't been watching anything that makes me sound as smart as Jacob just sounded with all of his choice. <laughs> I will say that um, it, I was actually looking for a comedy and ended up on Fifty Shades of Grey. Just I was just going to give it a go. Nice. Uh, I'd uh, say it qualifies as a comedy. Did you not see it in the theater? No. Okay. Unwatchable. That movie is so terrible that it's unwatchable. I made it through. You didn't like it, Rachel? <laughs> it was so bad. I made it through maybe 25 minutes. The characters are just so generic and no personality, and the plot makes no sense whatsoever. So I was like, okay, well, let's check out was the Was Henry set. Cavill in, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in it? He would have been way better than whoever they oh, got. Oh, that guy was to terrible. Play their dude that that to, actor is awful. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I can't stand this anymore. Let's check out a sex scene just out of curiosity. Cause that's the thing. Right. Yeah. That was the whole big deal not, about the books. Not yeah. sexy. Not even a yeah. little bit sexy. And it's not even like that taboo. It's like not even that no. risque. Like it you was think basically like, your standard movie sex scene. Like yeah. I mean like, you know, it's supposed to be like S and M or whatever, whatever you call it. No, yeah. Whatever, but, it like, wasn't, but it's not even, it like, wasn't risky. Or risque. Yeah, I'm like, risque. I was doing that when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my, my S&M room. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it was so stupid. Christian Gray so is dumb. the actor you're, you're referring no, to. No, that's the character. That's the character's name. Oh, Jamie Dornan. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's awful. Um, the whole thing was terrible, and I couldn't make it through it. Yeah, I just refused to watch those movies. Well, I, you know, I watched I the was first looking Twilight. For a laugh. I watched the yeah. second Twilight, and really, I was like, you know what? It's just not good. Like uh, they're just no, they're terrible movies that I refuse to give my money to anymore, and I just will not support them. I will say uh, there was a scene that you probably didn't watch because you're fast forwarding. Uh, that was like worth a laugh. We were gonna do our top five dumbest movie scenes, and there was a scene in that that was gonna qualify for me. They're going over the contract. Mm-hmm. Did you get to the contract? Yeah. The negotiating of the contract, <laughs> yes. like what he could and couldn't not do, and like she was going over the verbiage. <laughs> like they sat down to this like nice dinner, and they were going over basically this S and M bondage contract, and it was so stupid. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny, if it was supposed to be cute, if it was supposed to be like menacing. Like it was so badly executed that I, I couldn't tell what the intention was. So stupid. It's Did so you see that, that scene? We, no. Oh. The entire movie was so dumb. Well, I can't even say that. The like thirty minutes of that movie yeah. that I can make it through was so terrible. Yeah. And the other thing that I've watched there's a new series on Hulu called The Path and it's starring Michelle Monaghan and Aaron Paul. And it's about um the basic plot line is that they're in this cult and uh aaron paul's character experiences something that starts making him doubt uh that that what he believes is real but if he chooses to not believe that anymore he'll lose his family because they're like super ingrained in it she was born into it and so um she's like fully sold so i watched the first episode there's i think there's only two out there's maybe three out now it comes out on wednesdays i thought it was an interesting beginning to the series they have good actors on it i'm i'm curious yeah, to see what goes is, i'm not pretty solid i'm not like 100 percent sold on it yet but the beginning is and it's intriguing i haven't actually seen any reviews on it or anything yet now but you're who, a big big aaron paul fan huge is, aaron is, paul. is i mean i know that's why you're watching it how is he i thought how is his character? <laughs> i know jacob hates aaron paul <laughs> i don't hate him i'm he just hates- curious to know if you think he's any good in it i do actually and he's i mean he is the main the main dude i think that he's pulling it off well he's had to portray a pretty wide range of emotions so far just because he's kind of having to put on a front in front of his family and they live in this whatever they a commune is that what they're called uh commune yeah I yeah think so. wait compound 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 yes. so i mean at all times he has to put on this front in front of everybody but it's clear that he's kind of he has an internal struggle and it's starting to kind of bleed out and his wife is getting suspicious about things and it's his wife michelle monaghan uh-huh that lucky bastard <laughs> <laughs> she's hot there she's, is a sex scene I'm in a it big fan of hers oh really sold nice uh, how many times does he say bitch in it no in kidding episode. Exactly. not once how about yo 
<laughs> not once. Not interested. So I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But I think it's I think it's an interesting start. I think it could potentially be a good series. Hulu is pushing it big time. They've invested a lot into this. Well, series, they got some. So. In, uh, the third. There's a third guy, Hugh Dancy, isn't that yeah, his name? Yeah. Like he's fairly well known. Yeah, he is. Um, too. So is it the three? Are they kind of three co-leads, or is it is Aaron Paul like the dude? Aaron Paul is the dude. He's oh, okay. the one questioning his face, so he's he's the lead. When Ho- when Hulu releases episodes, do they just not release the whole season? Do they just do one? They release once a week? one at a time. Yeah, that's cool. They, I, uh, I like that. They did release two up front, and then I think they come out every Wednesday from here. On I out, personally so. refer, prefer that. I think it's cool. To I know stop Hugh, people from Hugh Dancy was in Hannibal. Yeah. I know that's like kind of what yes. he's known for. Yes, and he he's been in some other things. He he's was a British actor. really, really good in Hannibal. Yeah, so. I, I know people really. He played Will Graham, the main character, besides you know Mads Mikkelsen. So I have high hopes for it. I'll report back once I've seen a few more episodes. But yeah, I'm curious I think about it's off that. to a, a good start. I'm curious about that. Um, I I want to. Uh, talk about a couple of movies. Missy and I were in Dallas, and whenever I go there, I go to the indie movie theaters, kind of get to see some movies <laughs> that we don't have here yet. So I saw Midnight Special, the movie with uh, Michael Shannon and uh, Joel Edgerton and Kirsten Dunst. It's getting really, really, really good reviews. It's kind of a sci-fi drama adventure movie. Directed by Jeff Nichols. Yes. Who did um, Take Shelter and Mud. Yes, which I love. I love both of those. Yep. So I, I I like his work, and I'm a big Michael Shannon fan. I think Joel Edgerton is is solid. Uh, Adam Driver is also in this. Of course, you know he's getting famous now for for being Kylo Ren. But um, so big names in this, and it's getting really good reviews. I was a little dis. This was weird for me. I liked this movie and thought it was a well done movie, and I would give it a thumbs up. And I would recommend it, but at the same time, I was disappointed with it, if that makes sense. I'm hearing people... See, I heard it's not getting great reviews. I'm hearing it's getting mixed reviews, and then the ones who are down on it are being convinced by people who are bringing up, I guess, ideas and theories that they hadn't thought of, and they're just like, well, you know, I'm putting it into perspective. And so I believe it's growing on a lot of people, which, you know, uh, Jeff Nichols has the ability to do, especially in Take Shelter, um, because he's a good writer. He is. He is a very good writer. Well, it's got like Metacritic. It has a seventy-eight on Metacritic, which is which is pretty high. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got eighty-five. So the impression I've got is it's it's had good reviews, and it makes sense that it would be a little mixed because it was really well done. The acting was really solid. I was intrigued. For me. It felt, it felt a little anticlimactic. Were you expecting like this epic sci-fi kind of thing because of yeah. the trailers? Because of what? The trailer? Yeah, I was I was expecting bigger, I yeah. think. And when it was kind of revealed, like it was explained what was going on, the reveal, I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. But I was a little bit let down. So I was like really into it. I was intrigued. I was following it. And I was like, mm, okay, good movie. I feel like it could have been a great movie. I really don't know much of what it's about. Um, you want me to read the description? Yeah. Description says a father and a son go on the run after the dad learns his child possesses special powers. Right. And that's, I mean, that's basically that's, it. I knew his, I knew his boy was special. That was kind of about it. And there's some, um, there's a, they were a part of a religious kind of fanatical cult type thing. So they're involved, and then the government gets involved because this kid has special powers, and they're, they don't know what's going on. And so both the government and this religious cult, and so they're on the run from both of them because they both want this boy for different reasons. I'll say that. It's worth a watch, and especially you're a sci-fi guy. I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see what you think. Michael Shannon was good as always. As always. Um but I was just a little let down. It was a good movie that I was a little bit let down by. Um, the other movie I watched in Dallas that's going to open wide here in a couple weeks is called Hush. It's a horror movie, but it's it's really more suspense, thriller. And it's the bad guy in this was somebody we, we've we been talking about lately, uh, John Gallagher Jr. A guy that we in, just said didn't have much range. Uh, the, kid, the guy that was in Short Term 12 yep. and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. 
Um, and he plays a bad guy in this, and and he does. I well. think he's a good. I think he's a good actor, but I think I I'm the one who said that he always plays a nice guy, and so I didn't believe that he could pull off being a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he plays basically the premises. Um, do you want to read the the synop- Do you have the synopsis in front of you? Yeah, synopsis says a, a deaf woman is stalked by a psychotic killer in her secluded home. Yep, that's basically exactly it. And it's a cool. I mean, it's basically your your standard. She's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's her home, but I mean the the hook the the difference is she's she's deaf, so she's basically having to fight off this this attacker without being able to hear anything. So it kind of puts a po- cool perspective on the whole you know genre. You know, so does she just like sit around in her house and then there's some dude creeping around and she just doesn't know? So she's like making some guacamole. Actually, in the be- yes. In the beginning, TV. that's actually fairly. She is cooking stuff in the beginning. She doesn't know he's around, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's. I will say this: it's probably one of the most edge of my seat, well done horror thrillers I've seen. In a, I gave it an eight out of ten, which that's for a horror movie is horror really movie. high. Like it was really well made, and the suspense was really really high. It's got an eight and a half out of fifty users on IMDb. That's not uh, yeah, very many. Well, it's it's super in like. I, I don't know any other city that's playing it right now, so it's like really, really select city. But the uh, the critics really love it so far. Again, it's, it doesn't have very many, but the last I saw, there was like twelve reviews, but it was at a hundred percent. So I mean, you know, the critics that have seen it so far have really liked it, but it's kind of super under the radar right now. But I think it opens wider here in a couple weeks. Uh, so yeah, I I really do really highly recommend it. It was it was really really solid. Uh, one of the best suspense movies I've seen in a while. So, there you go. And uh, the deaf chick is pretty hot if you're into that kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're into hot deaf chick. Yeah, oh, let me say this. I, I want to say this. Um, I think the reason that it was better than most movies is she's actually smart and makes good decisions. Most horror movies, you get so mad at the characters because they make such dumb decisions. She makes good decisions. All of, you're like, oh, that's what I would have done. Oh, that's what I would have done. And that's rare in the horror genre. That always reminds me of Scary Movie, where she, there's a gun, a knife, and a banana on a table. <laughs> she grabs the, the banana. banana. <laughs> yeah. The first Scary Movie was actually funny. I they love the first, the first Scary one Movie. Was good. Uh, that is Pulp Fiction. Be sure to listen to our sister podcast, where we count down our top five most hated movies of all time. In honor of hating on Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, this is Pulp Fiction.